0: hello and welcome to the drawing room experts this is abe uh back uh at it now um after the cricket episode released um uh, uh, last week, um, or something like that. I don't want to say when this one's going to go out, but um, I was planning to do this one a few weeks ago, um, actually a couple of months ago, when um, when AEW decided to part ways with CM Punk. Um, yeah, and we're talking wrestling, uh, this particular episode. Um, and I've made no qualms and no support, like no um, secret about the fact that I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a CM Punk fan uh, have been since um, 2010, I think. Um, and then the, the, the pipe bomb happened in 2011 or something like that. And um, I've been, you know, an admirer of his work ever since. Um, and then when he very unceremoniously left, Wrestling, um, professional wrestling in twenty thirteen, um, from WWE, which at the time was one of the biggest promoters, uh, if not the biggest uh, promoter in the in that space, um, and every, anything outside of it looked pretty small and seemed pretty small and unfit for the 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 star power, uh, the star power that that CM Punk brings. Um so obviously, I mean, uh you did not see sim CM Punk until 2021, which is uh, about eight, seven years after the fact. Um and my last episode when I talked about AEW and, and WWE and the comparison, um is is gonna is gonna look pretty is gonna look pretty <laughs> Uh, Looked pretty bad in comparison because i made some really interesting claims i didn't i didn't get a chance to go back to that episode because i remember talking to, i'm thinking about it now and I, I i think i may have said something along the lines that you know why aw uh captured my attention and may, may have said some really nice things about it and to be honest i, I also don't feel i said it on on merit too much and I think I made that pretty clear that I'm a CM Punk fan at the time as well and I'm watching the promotion purely because of that or following the promotion I mean let me just say I don't think I've watched a wrestling show for the full two hours or one hour whatever the time limit is these days Um, since 2000 I don't know maybe two or three maybe three I would say three so since 2003, um, or four, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know, actually, uh, four or five, perhaps, you know, I don't think beyond that I have seen it, um, on a regular basis. I remember coming back from school and we had, you know, I think I may have mentioned this uh, in the previous episode as well, when we talked about AW and WWE, that, uh, I followed the full program. I followed the brands. I followed Raw and SmackDown. I followed each storyline, watched the full show in its entirety. Um, I don't think I've done that since. Um, with the advent of social media, it becomes easier to follow snippets and you know see some, see some videos here and there, and that's what I've done. Um, but even that stopped um, when CM Punk left WWE. Uh, until th- uh, he resurfaced again um, in AEW um, in 2021. Now, uh, at the time, I had no idea about AEW until, you know, when I dug, dug around. I mean, it didn't need to dig around too much, it was all out there. Uh, Tony Khan, you know, owner of Fulham Football Club and son of um, the Jaguars NFL team owner shayat khan um pakistani descent and so there were some 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 connections there some 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 I- imaginable you know imaginary connections that i had to the the brand that is aw and with through the ownership and and i you know even with, with cm punk's arrival i didn't start watching the shows like the two-hour show or whatever that was uh dynamite and <coughs> um uh, and now Collision um, on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I think they do a show on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is it Collision, uh, Dynamite? Collision, Dynamite, and one more show I'm forgetting. Um, but yeah, I did not follow those shows. I, I didn't watch those shows. I did follow the developments, particularly to the storylines that interest me. Uh, you know, obviously, um, CM Punk being the primary storyline that I was following. Um, And, uh, you know, I think the first year, if I'm not mistaken, that CM Punk spent in AEW was just remarkable. I think it was, um, you know, after seven, eight years, whatever it was when he's coming back into professional wrestling. um, I think the first year took its toll in terms of um, how, he was promoted on um, on on TV, and I think uh, AEW was able to get a good TV deal with Time Warner, uh, with CM Punk being one of the biggest reasons for that. And um, they were starting to get some traction. I mean, passive and really, really late passive fans like myself was able to you know started to get noticed and then I got pulled into this this um the the tribalism that still exists in wrestling and I had no idea that it used to exist back in the day when I was following the whole sport you know um, uh, particularly closely but um you know the the industry is I mean I don't know I mean for me it has it's been an eye opener to see how how the industry kind of works and but anyway, going back to to the CM Punk story, you know, um, so I watching. You know, the first year goes pretty smoothly, and um, you can see that he's he's um, he's being eased into the big games, the bigger games. I mean, the first year had the storyline with with MJF, which I, I thought one of the best on Mike. Uh, you know, verbal battles that you would ever see in in both WWE and, and AW. And at the time I don't remember if, if it was treated like a big thing, um, uh, like it truly deserved. But um it it did it did get some traction. You know, the fans were interested, MJF being the character at the first time I you know getting introduced to this character and and you know, got to be honest, I did not really like him at the start. I thought he was, you know, a CM Punk uh, wannabe. Added some some color from from Jericho, perhaps. You know, um, you know, and yeah, and then Ric Flair, perhaps as well. Might you might argue, but I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that you know c- the character grew on me even during the time when CM punk was there i was interested in that character and what it would do and how it would blur the lines between um what's real and what's character work and what's work um and in the case of mjf there's no character work it's that's just him um 24 seven working through it. And to this day, I'm not sure anybody knows what his real personality is like. I'm sure I'm pretty sure there is one. And, you know, he can't be like this, this person that he is on screen 24 seven, but you know, that's just my opinion. He, um, you know, I think had those same characteristics that CM Punk had when he was starting out in WB and before that ROH and, and others, um, you know, he he knew how to, you know, get out of the shell that TV wrestling was becoming. Uh, and I think that per- perhaps turned me off as well because it was too scripted. It was too unrealistic. And it was too, you know, too much spoon feeding. You know, there was not so much reality around it. There, was, there wasn't much, uh, you know genuineness behind it i mean authenticity is the word perhaps you know that, that was missing and i think mjf kind of like hooked me in because of that too because you know he was able to address real life issues He he would name drop wbe and their superstars very frequently in an aw promotion in an aw show and for for non-wrestling fans that must be like so what like but, you know, just imagine, you know, in, someone who's in, you know, in Pakistan, I think they, they would perhaps relate to this better because you're not allowed to say the other TV uh, channel's name, you know, in another TV channel for whatever fuck reason that is. <laughs> and, you know, me coming from that kind of culture, um, seeing what wrestling was doing, and granted there, was, there weren't any more bigger promotions than WWE at the time, but still, you know, it was there was this idea that WWE does not um, recognize what's going outside of its own bubble, and uh, it, it was a you know a massive bubble too. And AW, although not a massive bubble, um, was starting to become like this this really big promotion and was. Addressing and recognizing, acknowledging that there's a fucking bigger brand out there. Let's not. Let's be honest. Uh, and it's WWE, and they would name drop Triple H. He would name drop uh, Roman Reigns. He would rein, uh, name drop um, even Cody, uh, well after he had left for WB. Um, so there was that, you know, authenticity about it. People were like, "Yeah, these guys are just like us, and they're talking, and they're they're not gonna like fucking read a script and." be very you know robotic about it so um and and that got me you know uh thinking about the fact that why did i start liking mjf as a character as a product on on uh you know uh on tv and um and i think that got me back to thinking about why do i like cm punk in the first place and why why not any other characters it's not it's not like I didn't enjoy um, Triple H's of this world, or Undertaker's, or The Rock, Stone Cold, Chris Jericho, you know, and others, even Edge and Christian. Um, it, it, it's just the uniqueness about it. I think kind of like caught me uh, hook, line, and sinker. And it was a lot of the uniqueness was, you know, uh, because of the fact that they 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 weren't reading from a script. They were real and they would, you know, break the fourth wall, so to speak, and, and take names when um, you know, nobody was was willing to take them. So I feel like I think that perhaps, you know, creates that uniqueness about CM Punk as well. I mean, I, I wonder all the time, I mean, what is it about this guy that, you know, he you know, has a pretty successful, I would think, looking back at it, a pretty decent WWE career before he, he left, uh, as I mentioned, unceremoniously. And yet every time a WWE show or any promotion would go to Chicago or anybody, anywhere else for that matter, they would just chant his name. And it would become really difficult for WWE to ignore. And th- they tried to do that a lot. They They there was no mention of him. It's like, it didn't exist. You know, now all of a sudden you see WB bringing up, you know, their his classic matches from the past. And you just telling the whole story of CM Punk and owning up to this guy who was there for nearly a decade before he left. Um, and, you know, he, but what, what, what was it about him? What was it about him that really caught people's attention and people, not just the attention, but just, that real state in people's mind that was occupied by this guy for years, even after where where he was, you know, inactive and not maybe meeting the fans. He he wasn't doing any, anything, you know, he had a little stint with UFC that uh, wasn't the best uh, to be honest, but outside of that, it was very minimal interaction with the fan. He was pretty much sidelined. And, um, I think, as I mentioned, the genuineness, the authenticity, authenticity of his character was one of the reasons. The other thing was, I think people generally felt bad for him because, you know, there was this thing about him getting his severance papers from WB on the day when he got married, and there was some some health issues that WB kept ignoring. Uh, the talent that had those had uh, those issues, and then they were pushing certain superstars ahead of others when, um, you know, just based on who had the brass ring and, and whatnot. And, um, and uh, you know, so I think that kind of, I'm, I'm thinking perhaps that developed that, you know, camaraderie and they kind of like, you know, people were turning off of a WBE or perhaps growing up for that matter, um, like myself, and growing out of it growing out of wrestling and you know was not a kid's sport anymore it was like yeah whatever it's fake you know um smaller alert kind of added to this this um this persona that he had created of himself and this mystique about him you know and he was just a problem child for you know his bosses so people kind of related to that um that he would speak the truth to power he was the voice the voiceless as he would refer to himself as um so I think there are many other other facets of it but not, nothing bigger than the fact that he is a fantastic in-ring performer. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's no one on the planet that would argue that that he's not a fantastic in-ring performer. That he is. And then his his, his storytelling, the way, you know, his in-ring mic skills, you know, it's just second to none. He you know, he can drop a promo, uh, the right environment. I mean, he can create a hype out of nothing. That's how good he uh, is with his storytelling and his words, and convincing as well. I think he convinces himself before he thinks that he would want to convince others. So that's that's why I think there's that that excellence about him as well. He he's an astute student of the game. He loves wrestling, you know, to the core. He's not there just to make money, as he would say now. But he, he's also just he really loves the the, the business, so th- you get that you know astuteness from his as astuteness from him as well that you know this guy is a student of the the sport, um, and entertainment. So, um, you know, there's just so much mystica around him. Goes to w- AW, uh, gets fired, two two and a half years later. You know, almost gets fired first, then gets fired for real um and yeah i mean the way he left aw was uh was a huge turnoff for me to be honest from AEW because it was just um i get some of the re- rationale that was shared i mean it's just you know even if, if i was in tony's position if i was in tony's position would, would i have done the same um I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel for Tony that, to be in that position because if he does it, he's looked at as some, you know, short-sighted, stupid little man, which he is now being observed as, that he let him go and now he's this big property in a, in WB's supposed, you know, their, their supposed competitors. But then if he doesn't do it, he looks weak. You know what I mean? Um so I kind of feel for him. He's in a very tough spot. He was a very, it was in a very tough spot, but you know, even within, even before that, I feel like AEW has some major identity crisis and, you know, they've just only recently like as a company that started like four or five years ago, whatever it was. And they've been on TV last two, three years, perhaps. And, um, I think they they need to understand, and this is something that I've really learned to you know you know learn from listening uh to the likes of Eric Bischoff, another one of my favorite characters uh, from w e and he has this his podcast or a show that he does uh on youtube eighty three weeks and you know listening to him some others it kind of you know it makes sense because there is at the end of the day this identity crisis. Is that are you a wrestling promotion company who does dream matches? So if the fans and the indie fans kind of enjoy it because oh yeah, Mister A has never wrestled wrestled Mister B, so therefore let's do that and put that on the bill. People will come and watch it. You know, yeah, that's how indie kind of perhaps works. But if you're going to treat this as a TV show, which it should be because they are on TV every week, and you're trying to get eyeballs to stick with you for two hours um, you need you need a you know and, and in this day and age of like you know um, of, of of streaming and you know binging people people need something to hang on to and that is story that is a compelling story that's a compelling storyline you need a reason to see why the the dream match is happening even if it's like fucking you know, Rock versus Hogan. There needs to be, there needs to be a story that leads into it. You can't, you can't just book it and then do it. You know, and then that's it. You move on. I think that's what I felt like was missing at AEW a lot because I would see these great matches, and you know, no doubt these these were some great performances, but there was no there was no story behind it. Like, why are these guys fighting? Uh, why are these guys so desperate to beat one another? you know, to Vin, what's this? St- what is it adding to the story? And that's what I, something I picked up from Eric and I, you know, and, I, and that kind of stuck with me and it made sense. And that's what I feel AW was lacking and um, is lacking as, uh, you know, as well. But for, for, for compelling storylines, you need compelling characters. You need to have a great character like MJF, which they do. And they have a pretty, Pretty decent storyline going with him and, you know, Adam Cole and now it's Samoa Joe. There's this, like, you know, question about, like, who's the man behind the mask, you know, the whole thing's going on in the back, which, you know, people were for some time thinking that's perhaps CM Punk because that would have been unbelievable if that had happened. Or more so, I think, than the, the WWE promotion return, maybe. But, um, you know, so there's that storyline, and I I like the storyline between Edge and Christian. You know, that got, gets me interested, but that's it. Um, and 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 granted, WWE does not have the same kind of storylines. You know that I can think of, perhaps outside of the Bloodline. There's not much me as a passive, passive fan know anything about. Um, and you know, there might be some other great storylines going on at the, you know, the company, in which, you know, I'll put my hand up, I have no idea about. But, um, you know, these, these kind of things matter. If you're going to put up a TV show, you got to put up the story, you know, you got to have a story, and, and then, you know, tell that story in a fashion that really keeps people tuning in week in, week out, and then perhaps buying the pay-per-view a month later, two months later, whatever it is. So I think that that's what, I feel like AW was desperately missing, and you know, uh, the identity crisis I feel like they're going through right now. I mean, I do feel AW is needed as a promotion, as a company within the space, purely from a competition standpoint. But it's going to be very interesting to see how they survive this, 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 this uh, setback. I think, you know, you literally take in. A huge star in CM Punk made him relevant did all that work on him invested that time TV time on him gave him some some great moments on TV and now you fire him and then put him in your biggest competitor's lap for you know basically free because it's just you, you did it like it WWE kind of like AW kind of like did WWE's work for them, so it feels very, you know, it's a it is a genius move, you know, by Triple H. To be honest, I feel because I did agree with again going back to Eric Bischoff and his show, did agree with him when he said that does AEW WWE need him? No, because they have such good numbers and people are invested in the brand as is. They don't need you know, CM Punk to make the AEW WWE relevant. Um for maybe for fans like me you know it did but uh, we're not we're not in the majority at all so um outside of purely spite and purely just like trying to go for the kill the juggernaut uh, you know the the juggler uh of aw as a promotion I, i don't see any other reason why they would go for it i mean punk wins you know he wins the you know, from a financial aspect, and then he wins from the legitimacy as- aspect because he, this makes him look better than, you know, when he was looking when, when he was fired from AW. So, um, he has, you know, so much to gain from it. AW has no game, no, AW has nothing to gain from this. WBE only, you know, just those pop moments to gain from it. Nothing too substantial, uh, outside of the money aspect, but, um, what are we looking at now we're looking at this 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 massive superstar who returned to WWE after nearly 10 years did a promo on raw a little uninspiring to be honest uh but it was okay it was just six minutes so didn't have much time either um enough to get people start to talk about him again and It'll be interesting. Uh, It'll be interesting. I so want him to have a great career. I so want him to be a Hall of Famer, uh, you know, in this industry and and, and to to be successful. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Time perhaps catches up. And, you know, if if he is the cancer that people think he is, then, you know, things will blow up sometime in in the future as well. So this is my caveat. The next time I do an episode of, of wrestling, when I talk about CM Punk. Perhaps in another promotion, but um, yeah, I, I feel like I think Trump, uh, Trump, fucking hell, uh, CM Punk, um, in his own words, I think he has changed, and I think WWE has that professional structure around it, like great, you know, and storyline um, that can be developed and built around him, and then him being at where he is now in his career in life. You know, the hindsight of what he went through. And AW and WWE both. I think he is also a smarter person. And, you know, big boy pants. You know, this is the big leagues. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, there are adults in the room and people put their egos aside and get things done. You know, we're looking at a really, really successful, soul-crushing WWE for the next four to five years, at least, you know, given everyone's health. And, you know, you can milk him. Milk him out, you know, with, with the whole angle with uh, Seth Rollins. And, you know, there could be an angle created with um, Stone Cold. They're talking about that that as a dream match. I don't think that should happen, to be honest. Stone Cold, you know, maybe not now, maybe 10, 20, 10, 15 years ago, perhaps. Um, there's this angle with, um, with the Bloodline and, you know, Roman Reigns with, you know, uh, Paul Heyman, somehow involved, you know, that could be, that's that's a storyline looking, you know, to write itself. Um, So yeah, there's like the possibilities are endless with this one. You know, there's so many things, so many angles you can play this with. And, you know, even perhaps attracting better talents from AEW, which this move will definitely do. You already signed two of their biggest, you know, this year in CM Punk and, well, not this year, but, you know, in recent times CM punk and and uh and Cody. So um yeah, I mean exciting times. I'm going to be following again. <laughs> uh let's see how this goes, but yeah. Uh don't forget to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, it really helps with the algorithm. Uh follow us on uh Instagram if you're listening to us audio platforms. We're on Spotify, we're on um Amazon Music, we're on Google Podcasts, you know, Samsung Podcasts, we're we're everywhere. So anywhere you can find an audio platform to listen podcasts, I'm pretty sure I'm there. So yeah, with that um, being said, I'll meet you guys back with another one. Thanks.